All right. You ready? Yep. Have you been more ready in your life, though? Probably. Yeah. All right, so uh, the music happens, so it's ba 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 da 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 ba 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 da 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 ba da 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 Video games sort of decided to take the year off, but you know, you know, we all need a gap year, relax year. It's been a stressful couple of years. It's been a horrible, horrible month in terms of real life stuff, but we're not going to cover that here because Final Fantasy is more important. Uh, joining me is uh, Some Color Mage. Say hello to all the boys and girls of the world. Uh, is that your hello? I think it was. Okay. I'm... I'm trying to fill the energy gap here with my performance right now. Because uh, we have, like, nothing really to talk about. I mean, just nothing came out. Um, nothing has, is scheduled to come out. We have a long summer before, I don't know. What what What's the next big Square Enix game? Uh, uh, I think... Or spoken got pushed back to like late year. Uh, I think that's October so, officially. Yeah. Uh, I can... So I think that's the next. That is their next big thing, unless uh, uh, the uh, the game that keeps failing to show up actually does show up and has a surprise quick quick uh, release. Well, um, for Spoken's uh, release date is as of recording. October 11th, 2022, and that is subject to change because, uh, well, one big bit of news this month is that uh, uh, the new Bethesda game Starfield was delayed, and that was like the kind of lodestone holding up the video game calendar because Microsoft had announced that with such confidence, and I guess Microsoft Bethesda is all the same thing. It's kind of weird to even say yeah. that like that, but... It it's also just very surprising because Bethesda is usually fine with releasing their games as unfinished piles of trash and uh, getting the fans to patch it to uh, to a working state. Well, I don't think you can do that anymore after Fallout 76. <clears throat> well, hopefully that one has broken the camel's back on that one. Although, God, I still think they haven't properly updated their fucking engine that's that's like the main source of it. They're using a, a what, nearly two decade old engine at this point where you can adjust the frame rate by looking down at the ground. And yeah. It's a... You know, I was looking yeah, at... Uh, sorry. I, I was looking at uh, character models from Fallout New Vegas, and it is remarkable how archaic they look. And it's only been like 10 years since that game came out. Maybe 12? That? That's a 2010 game, right? don't remember probably about then it is they look like oblivion faces and oblivion faces always look terrible um fallout new vegas came out 2010 i was right now i know obsidian made fallout new vegas i'm i'm predicting somebody responding to that but it was made on bethesda's engine with all the various charms and quirks but uh, why we went down this Fallout uh, rabbit hole is because, one, we need to fill content here. Because this is a monthly podcast, and I don't know. This, and I can only get two people to talk this month, so, you know, we're, we're, really, we're really phoning it in as hard as possible. The other reason is uh, Starfield moving was Microsoft, Bethesda, all of them, they were so confident about that date, which I've already forgotten. They announced it like 18 months ago. And all the marketing, everything seems to be pointing. They are absolutely releasing on that day. We're 100% certain that's going to happen. If nothing else happens in the video game world, this game will be out in 2022. And, uh, well, it isn't. And therefore, all bets are off. We actually have a very sad E3 coming up. Right? That is so sad that it's not even E3. 
Well, E3 is officially dead. Rest in peace, E3. But uh, we'll we'll put quotes around it and call it E3 because I, I don't know what else are you supposed to call it? Summer Games Adventure. It's well, the uh, Summer Game Fest is still going, but frankly, that's basically just Jeff Keighley slapping his brand name on every single press conference that takes place in like a three-month period. So. No, well, I I mean uh, we've uh, we backed our way into E3, so we can, I guess we could talk about what is gonna be there, and you know what I I'm gonna keep like, calling it E3 no matter what anyone says. Like he's got that uh, state of play on this list as part of the Summer Game Fest, which seems very uh, questionable. I don't think Sony's even brought the brought that show up at all. No, it is not Sony backed out of E3 officially a number of years ago and they have not had a major press conference at this time of the year for also a number of years now I think last year their big uh, conference if they even had one was like in September roughly a year before that the big uh, PlayStation 5 reveal was like in July it was not it was not at all on the calendar they completely skipped years occasionally yeah, and then like the uh, final, uh, the the final showcase for the PS Five was a big end of year thing. So yes, um, yeah. So uh, there is going to be a state of play on Thursday, June second, nineteen ninety, no, two thousand twenty-two, and uh, this is, I believe, Sony has officially announced they are not showing any first-party stuff, which is their way of measuring expectations. Except them saying that they're showing third-party things, and the fact it's happening on June, and the fact that we've been hearing rumors for a while that Final Fantasy 16 is going to get shown again, means everyone By thinks... By rumors, we mean claims from Square Enix themselves, like at the end of last year, that they were going to do it sometime in this three-month period. Well, I mean, spring only has a few weeks <laughs> left. You, you know, you gotta make it. It's 100 degrees today, so it doesn't feel like spring anymore. They're kind of running out of time. Uh, officially... Well, there's already been a cold snap on the East Coast here, so it's already fucking winter weather here. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're in opposite land. Yeah. Yeah, weird. That is so strange. If I ever go to your part of the world, I have to go in the winter for me. But anyway, uh, so... State of Play is going to be Thursday, June 2nd. There's strong indications that we will see Final Fantasy 16. However, I am increasingly just a depressed wreck when it comes to Final Fantasy 16. I've sort of transferred a level of emotional investment that maybe I shouldn't have into a video game. This, yeah. this I mean, at the very least, this state of play is also including PSVR 2 stuff, so at least there'll be something that we can shoot on. Oh, fuck. It, it's only like a half hour, too, so, like, that's gonna be ten minutes. Oh, yeah. I I would not expect whatever is planned for 16 to be happening on that. I can still run the stream for it, because, I mean, fuck it, I'm on leave. But dur- during the next couple weeks, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, that's a good attitude to have. Uh, but, um, I mean, it, I guess it's entirely possible. I mean, it's it's a state of play. You know what? Sony has never really dropped a major thing on one of these boring, plain-jane state of plays. I, I can't even think the, of, like... The a... biggest one that we care about was uh, when they uh, revealed Integrate on one of these. Yeah, but that's not, like... That's just a that's HD not a boost. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, um, not to dismiss the good folks that worked very hard on Integrate, but that that was just DLC, really. Um, I mean, yeah. Alright, well, um, next thing is going to be the Black Voices in Gaming show on Friday, June 8th, which I rather suspect Final Fantasy 16 will not be there. Um, Probably it, not. <laughs> you know, And it, whatever list you have, it's more populated than the one I've been looking at, which is the Summer Games Fest list. No, no, I'm on uh, Games Radar's list. They have a pretty extensive list of all the stuff that's going to be there. Yeah, I- I'll tell you, this uh, This list is really fucking dire. Do you want to know what's on it? Um, I, I was going to tell you everything that's on mine, but what's on yours? I, I Okay, so there's five things on here. There's State of Play, 
then there's the Summer Game Fest kickoff on the 9th, yes. which is probably going to be terrible and full of anti-vaping PSAs and and shitty ads. Was there anti-vaping PSAs at a Summer Games Fest? I don't even get that joke. Uh, there are constantly stuff anti-vaping stuff at both Summer Game Fest and uh, the Game Awards. Okay. It, it It's fucking weird. Like, I don't like vapors either, but I don't give a fuck. I like vaping better than cigarette smoking. I'll say that much. That is also that is also true. It smells so less poorly than that. Yeah. So anyway, after Summer Game Fest kickoff uh, on the tenth, we have the Netflix Geeked Week Gaming Show. Yes, that's on my list too that I'm looking at. Yep. I cannot care less about that. I fucking finally unsubscribed from netflix last weekend i applaud you is, I, I applaud you the, the courage there it is liberating there. to have like 15 more dollars because god netflix is so fucking overpriced now i wasn't even getting the full package i was just getting the standard hd it's like well if you drop your subscription to only 12 dollars a month you can still use netflix but only in sd fuck off I... this is 2022 standard definition televisions don't exist anymore I wouldn't even care. I would watch in SD and probably not even notice the difference because, you know, half the time it's going to come in pixelated anyway. Uh, I, at this point, I don't pay for Netflix because I bought a new phone last year and on the new phone deal, it paid for Netflix for some amount of time. And at, at this point, I think my dad has ended up paying for it. I'm just not going to tell him. And and then to uh, add insult to injury after uh, unsubscribing, it started sending me a ton more, oh, we've added a show you might like uh, uh, emails than they used to. And one of the emails was for a fucking My Little Pony movie. F fuck you. Fuck off, Netflix. <laughs> go, go to hell. Well, I mean, what if Drinky sees listening? He's going to be very offended. <laughs> he made so, a so Final anyway. Fantasy VI mod about My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so netflix uh, so, uh but stranger things season four some color mage uh, i i'd like all the episodes of that like movie length what the fuck it, it i i don't know i i did not watch season three because i was on vacation when it came out then when i got home i'm like oh wow i i didn't need to watch that did i and I have not seen season four, and I don't think I'm ever going to. Uh, your next thing, do you have Tribeca Games Spotlight next? Yeah, two two hours after the Netflix thing, and I have no idea what Tribeca is. Uh, Tribeca is a neighborhood in New York City, but that's not important. Uh, what is important is that there is a film festival called the Tribeca Film Festival, and last year they started a games indie game showcase. Uh, the most prominent game that got showed there was a game called Norco, which is now out on Steam and is very, very good. Point-and-click, post-capitalist, depressing, magical realism kind of thing. Uh, I, I recommend it. Probably going to make my top ten because no other video games came out this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm going well, to see that. That might be the most interesting thing on this list. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have high hopes. Uh, do you have the Gorilla Collective on Saturday, June 11th after that? No, the, uh, the last thing on here is uh, Xbox. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, June 11th, there's the Gorilla Collective 3. I don't know why there's a 3 written here. That might be a typo. I'm not sure. Then Wholesome Games Direct and then Future Games Show. Those are all three different indie game kind of deals. Um, I guess Wholesome Games are going to be kind of more cutesy stuff. Gorilla Collective is just mostly very small PC things. I don't actually remember what the Future Games Show is, what the difference was. I did watch all these last year. Then on June 12th, there will be the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, which is kind of the biggest thing, officially. Yeah, like... Um, yeah, unless uh, Nintendo decides to drop something, which I, they could. Nintendo drops things without warning these days. Uh, Didn't they just do a show, yeah. Nintendo? They just had a direct... I think they had an Indie World in a couple weeks ago. They did, yeah. Um, the big news out of that was that uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song was still not shown. 
Uh, I'm one of those people, by the way. Every time, uh, every time I just I just let myself believe a little bit, and then my heart is crushed. Um, yeah. I have after that is the PC gaming show, which has actually never shown a video game I've ever wanted to play in oh, the entire good. history yeah. of it doing it. Which, I, no offense, people that really love PC gaming, I, I'm not one of those people. Um, I do have a Steam Link now, though, which I, I have not touched in a number of weeks because, again, video games just didn't happen this year so far. And then I have yeah. uh, Gorilla Collective 3.5. So I guess Gorilla Collective is having two different shows. Okay. And then that's, that's the end of uh, quote E3 end quotes. 2022. Yeah. I assume there's going to be more coming because uh, I I just look at uh, Jeff Keighley's big list of partners he has they're all prob they're all probably going to show stuff eventually and it's a really big list so and maybe it's just not happening in June for some reason. Well, um I mean Jeff Keighley has kind of warned people that he's not going to be bringing his A-game. Because if you just look around at the schedule, you'll notice quite a lot of names that normally show up in an E3 window are not there. So, for example, EA, not there. Uh, Nintendo, not officially anything. Ubisoft seems to be doing nothing. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a weird one. Yeah, never, everyone's just taking the year off. Oh, oh wait, I, I, I'm an idiot. Uh, this big list of logos, that's not the Summer Games Fest 2022 participants. That's the Summer Game Fest 2021 participants. Oh, wow. apparently oh. they have not announced their list of partners for the 2022 Summer Game Fest yet, despite the fact that according to his schedule, it starts on fucking Thursday with the <laughs> PlayStation State of Play. Well, it's going to be in about in a week and a half. So, I mean, at, at this point, you you should hope that you have all your trailers in and start, you know, planning the show. I, I don't know how these things get done, these events. I would kind of hope that you're well organized and ready to go about a week ahead of time. That might yeah, be I an mean, impossible they, demand, but, you know. They've booked a bunch of IMAX theaters across North America. They better be fucking ready. Yeah, I'm going to be working. During that afternoon, I I could easily, Pro with no problem, take that time off, but I'm just not going to. Probably have a better time at work. Let's be fair. I won't have a better time at work. I hate my job. Anyway, I hope well, my boss is not listening. She was not listening. I know for a fact she's not listening. I, I they don't even know what a podcast is at my job. I would have to describe the concept to them, and they would stop listening halfway through. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, uh, we have hopes for Final Fantasy 16. Now, uh, uh, one other thing to look forward to, potentially, is that Nomura did drop a hint that we will be seeing more Final Fantasy 7, specifically is the quote, in June. Now, he did not say Final Fantasy VII Remake. He said Final Fantasy VII. So that could be the mobile games. It could be Ever Crisis. Uh, they've been sure supporting that first soldier thing. Uh, I, I don't think we know anything it could be other than Ever Crisis or Remake Part 2. His first soldier, I think, is had a season update sometime this month already so they're probably not going to bring any heavy attention to it next month I, I, I don't know well they had a crossover with a Japanese band recently oh uh, yeah it was guys with animal heads mm. I, I can't remember the name of the band because I'd never heard of them I thought it was an indie game frankly I mean, I thought it was a mobile game because they've there have been so many crossovers of like Korean mobile games that I've never heard of before. Not that I ever want to play First Soldier ever again. It said First Soldier, so you play it first time, only time. Yeah, you 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 did it. You were a soldier. This is a game about the first soldier, so clearly that was you. Mi yeah. Mission accomplished. Game. I over. did it. Yep. I I left my mark on history. 
No one will ever forget what I did. I'll, I'll edit in some, like, Medal of Honor music over this discussion. <laughs> because, actually, the time we're recording, it is Memorial Day in the United States, one of our two holidays where we celebrate and remember the many people who died in service of the Grand Imperial Project of the United States. God bless you. I'm glad to not have to go to work today. Um, Meanwhile, this month, uh, those of us in Australia and New Zealand celebrated Anzac Day, commemorating that time that uh, uh, that Winston Churchill ordered a bunch of our troops to go die on some fucking rock in Turkey. <laughs> well, his plan wasn't that bad in terms of the grand strategic view of things. The only problem is that they landed, like, on a fucking rock in Turkey. <laughs> So if they if they had not landed on that specific spot and tried somewhere else, maybe they would have had a better shot of it. But yeah, um, I'm also I could also thank the United States for killing Hitler. He he was kind of in my family's way, so thank you for that. Yep, yeah, yeah, kind of he did um... kill himself, but we we drove him to it. Let's be honest, and the Soviets helped too. Thank you, USSR. You. You honestly gave more, and I should probably remember your sacrifice more than I remember American sacrifices, but we don't have a holiday for you. Just American ones. Unfortunately, all the vodka to celebrate with is embargoed, so... <laughs> we, wait, your vodka's embargoed? No, I'm just fucking making a really stupid joke about sanctions. You can cut the... Cut this shit out if you want to. I'm not cutting anything out. We have to fill at least an hour <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> There's not going to be any cuts. There will be no edits. I don't think I'm even going... Like, the first five minutes where we just BS before I get up to the courage to talk about the thing. I'm not even going to cut that. That's all staying in. I might even keep the test record again. I might throw that in there, too. Alright, so, um... Live a Live's coming out in July. They might show more of that. Not really much to talk about that, though. And it's still Live a Live. It's not really a... Or, or how did the trailer pronounce it? Live Alive. Whatever. Live Alive, it's, yeah. It's still fundamentally the same game as it was on the Super Nintendo. I never played it on the Super Nintendo, and I tried to get a Super Nintendo emulator running on my Steam Link, and I failed at it. Um, I will have huh. to try again. Apparently, it's extremely easy. I'm just very stupid. And if all else fails, uh, RetroArch is, is available on Steam, so... Yeah, that's so what I did. I downloaded the RetroArch like, app in Steam... But apparently what you have to do is you have to go to the desktop and download the RetroArch executable and then run a bunch of other things so it all talks in a certain way. I can't get it to all talk. And I've really been in no hurry because, again, video games did not happen in 2022. Mm. Do you know what game I've put the most amount of time in this year? No. I put 20 hours into this. It was Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it was... Um, it was okay. You saw boobs. There's that. It, it was mm. deeply upsetting in a number of awful ways. I wrote a whole review about it. Maybe I'll link to that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... I, I was even going to, like, try to do a predictions thing and who's going to win and whatever in terms of E3 stuff, but it, I, it just seems completely impossible. Like, just down hey, to... My, my, my prediction for the winner will be anyone who has enough sense to not watch this stuff. Well, I don't, I don't think you need to be that cynical about it, but, like... Um, I, I wouldn't watch the Game Awards again. I think I'm done with that one. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, we might have some streams for stuff in the future. Who who knows? We we might watch watch State of Play live. We might watch Summer Games Fest live. We probably won't watch those other things because there's no chance of shit happening at the Xbox show. Um, 
Well, no, I, I suspect the Xbox show will be the one where we're going to get the juiciest stuff. Because I feel like even though Starfield has been delayed, they'll still have a trailer prepared. And if they don't have a trailer okay, for Starfield at all, God, God bless them. I actually hope they don't. Because just the reaction will be more entertaining than the trailer okay. itself. Uh, yeah, but I mean for FF Wiki stuff, there, there's yeah. no chance. Uh, Final Fantasy stuff is showing up at the Xbox no, show this No, 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 not at all. Um, unless Xbox announces that they're buying Square Enix. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I I do not think Square Enix is in any, uh, is in any mood for being bought in its entirety. And they've offloaded the IDOS, but the rest of it that they want to keep. Well, that, that leads me to the other big news of the month, really. I, I have a whole list of news stories, which I'll just... I might as well go through them right now. I mean, most of them, there's not much to say about them. Uh, let's see. So, in my notes about this... Um, apparently, there was a Final Fantasy IX cartoon that was shown behind closed doors at a licensing expo. Uh, the Final Fantasy IX cartoon that some French company's making. I think you may remember that. Uh that yeah. was that was not shown to the public. I don't I don't know what happened to it because there was news reports about it being shown, then nothing ever followed up on it. Um, next yeah. big bit of news is that Final Fantasy Fifteen has sold ten million copies. Woo! Hey. Then uh, Square Enix Co. Ltd. had their financial reports released because they are a publicly traded company and they have to release this. And it yeah, and it's. Uh end of financial year in, yes like in japan in like march or so so yeah they had to put it out I, I think that's the end of the fiscal year all across the world is the end of march actually but i'm not an accountant and i i wouldn't 100 guess that but um some of these numbers went up some of the numbers went down but the big final number did go up so um i guess all good for square and x uh like, the one big overview of this thing is that their normal sales went down, but Final Fantasy XIV is making so much fucking money that they don't care. And, uh, the last bit of news is... Oh, oh, there's one reset-era thread claiming that the Final Fantasy XVI people were trying to make a video game at some point, but it got cancelled. And this might be... Final Fantasy XVI might be their attempt to recreate it. Uh, yeah, wasn't it something about uh, Idos Montreal being on it or something? No, I... no, no, no. That's a different video game. Uh, Idos Montreal was developing something after I think uh, Deus Ex. They had a big pitch, and Square Next Japan rejected it. They were not impressed. Yeah, that one was going to be an inevitability anyway. There's no way. Uh, there's no way Square is outsourcing that outside of. Uh, the uh, main business divisions. So. Yeah, uh, the news report on Reset Era. So this is just a Reset Era thread, so you can go take it however you want. But uh, it's Yoshi P, a guy named Hiroyoshi Takai, Kazutoyo Mahiro. Uh, they were working on some kind of new IP game before Final Fantasy XIV completely self destructed in the greatest disaster in video game history. And uh, that game had to get cancelled. They describe it as being like Bloodborne, which is interesting. Okay. Though, when they were making this game, Bloodborne would not have been made yet, so the timeline doesn't quite work there, but in theory, it was going to be a very Dark Souls-y kind of game, which maybe that's what the genesis of Final Fantasy XVI is. Such is the claim of the thread. Uh, my favorite bit of news, though, is <laughs> a check-in on Babylon's Fall. PC Gamer claims there was one person in the world playing Babylon's Fall the last time they checked. And that person was and, them. And, and, I think it was them. And then multiple people on Twitter claimed that they were that person. You know, it, it could possibly be that Steam's numbers are not 100% correct. Uh, but still, Babylon's Fall doing quite well. Though they have announced Season 2 is happening. I'm not sure for that, whom. That, that, that being said, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Babylon's Fall is cross-platform service, so as long as that one person on Steam 
it has three people on the PlayStation version to play with. They're, they're all golden there. Yeah, that should be noted is that it is only the Steam version you can see the numbers on. It is entirely possible that maybe up to 15 people are playing on the PlayStation right now. Uh, but anyway, biggest news of the month is Square Enix has entered an agreement with the sinister-sounding Embracer Group, the Embracer Group, to sell Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and multiple IP, including Tomb Raider, for the fat sum of about $300 million. Uh, and that's a, that does sound low, but at the same time, it's like twice what they bought it for. Eidos just... Uh is not considered very valuable by anyone. I I still think they could have gotten more in a different market. There's a multiple things that could be happening here. One, it's that Square Enix just doesn't seem to give a shit about these companies and have hated them ever since they bought them. The other thing is that it is possible that this crazy buying spree that we've seen in the video game industry has finally crashed and Square Enix just happened to be the ones that didn't have a chair when the music stopped. Because I, if all of Activision Blizzard is $79 billion or whoever ridiculous amount of money it is, I feel like you might be able to get a bit more for you know, studios that can actually do the job and make video games well and IPs that still have some cachet to them. I mean, Tomb Raider still is a going concern it, it's popular enough that it was one of the things that epic was like uh our unreal engine five or six whatever it is uh that's gonna the tomb raiders coming out on that thing and i'm assuming that project is still happening uh and you know I'm probably it, there's also deus ex in the deal there's legacy of Cain, which are ips that will never be revived so i don't even know why i'm bringing them up uh, I don't know who owns uh, Marvel's Avengers now. Uh, I mean, uh, and the, the well, the uh, licensing probably wouldn't have been done specifically by Eidos Montreal Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. So Square might keep the license despite the game going to going to. Emper uh, I'll just I'll just say that it's THQ. It's fucking the the people that bought THQ basically. The company is basically THQ. Uh, so, the Embracer Group. Say yeah. it like that. Embracer the, Group. The Embracer. Yes. Yeah. There. Um. I I don't know what that is. I I cover. I'm, in theory, I cover video games in a podcast, which means I should be an expert in these things. The Embracer Group is frightening and disturbing to me, and I don't know how that company makes any sense at all. Because all they seem to do is just have infinite amount of money and not actually make all that much. Uh, and I probably know less about the inner workings of uh, any company than you do, so... <laughs> I'm not an any expert in any way, but like to be clear, they are not the original THQ because THQ imploded a decade ago. Uh, they are the company that bought the pieces of THQ, and then bought so many other things that instead of just branding themselves THQ, they decided we're the Embracer Group because we embrace things. It, it it does sound like something you'd be fighting in a Metal Gear game or something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, what you do get is several high-quality studios that can make fucking video games, is the thing. Like, when you look at, um, look at Microsoft right now and their attempts to try to run, like, buy their way into video game relevancy again... They haven't been able to go and turn things around at the pitch. Like they, they could not make a Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a very high-quality video game, well-crafted. All the way down the line, it's exactly the kind of thing they want to make. Narrative adventure games. Things with high production right. value. Cachet. Unfortunately, the game didn't sell very much, which 
fuck. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to help the video game industry if that game's not doing it. But it's everything you want. Well, for starters, for starters, to make a game like uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, successful, the first thing you've got to do is not also make the Avengers game. Yes, I, I would not make the Avengers game. But the other thing is that Crystal Dynamics actually did a really good job on the Avengers game up to the point that they had to make a, you know, massively multiplayer online ga game as a service kind of thing. Because that part sucked. But everything else, I'm like, wow, this is actually incredible cutscenes, incredible writing, a really fun adventure storyline. Kamala Khan is... Probably that version of Kamala Khan has to be better than the version that's going to be up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, the story was like solid B-movie, which is about as good as you expect from games. And then, yeah. uh, and then the entire post-game happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, as much as Square Enix was annoyed at Tomb Raider and the Deus Ex game and everything else... My God, what is that? Thunder? There's an extremely loud noise coming out of my coming out from the outside. I don't think it's coming out. What in the fuck is... And that must be a plane flying over. But flying very low. Or it's a meteor that's going to kill me. Hello? Uh, yeah. Okay. Where were we? We were talking about... Oh yeah, Tomb Raider. As annoyed as Square Next was with Tomb Raider and how poorly those things sold, I mean, those were incredibly high-quality video games. I mean... Uh, racial insensitivity and the limits of what they could do with their version of Laura Croft notwithstanding. I mean, uh, the Tomb Raider from 2011 was like... I feel like that's one of the games that defined the last decade. I mean, it was incredible. That one was well really good. Although the impression I get from the people who played the sequels is that they effectively just made the same game three times. Yeah, and then they made a very bad movie with Alicia Vikander and Walter Goggins trying to do that. and uh, I've actually not seen it, but um, the response is mostly a flatline of total disinterest. Yeah, it's... Uh, a lot of these uh, mismanaged uh, uh, franchises from, from Eidos slash uh, Crystal Dynamics slash whatever... It is sometimes hard to tell the line between where it was uh, you know, issue, issues stemming from the executive in Japan and issues from IDOS because IDOS have always had uh, had stumbling blocks. So it can sometimes be hard to tell where problems pro propped up. And it'll probably still be like that after they've been sold to this other company. Because, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, the... Uh, uh, Idos Montreal executive is still in place, so it's very possible that Square Enix did this sale just to get rid of, rid of Tim Rogers. But um, is Tim Rogers the guy? I've never like heard his name. Yeah, and like he he has been on. Uh, yeah, he's the Idos guy, and he was in a very high ranking position just in Square Enix in general after the acquisition. And I guess when Square had a bit of a downturn, the uh, like the sort of management principles from the American <laughs> side of things were uh, considered to help rescue it. Although I don't really buy that, uh, especially considering I mean Square Square ranks of Japan seems to have gone back to just its plain old just doing whatever the fuck it wants, despite whether or not it's a good idea and to have it all work out anyway. Dial that it's been doing since the days of the uh, NES so yeah um, I mean uh, these franchises that Square Enix bought a lot of them were in very shaky states before they came around I mean uh, Deus Ex was originally an Ion Storm franchise and Ion Storm was a massive bizarre disaster I can't even get into all the stories about that fucking story about that studio uh, then you know Thief Thief 4 was something they inherited. I think they had been working on that game for like five or six years. And at no point did they ever really get to the point that people would actually have wanted a Thief game. Legacy of Kane was in a terrible state. And there was that Legacy of Kane multiplayer game they were trying to force people down their throats. And no one actually wanted it. And they quietly canceled it. So, you know, it just... 
Yeah. When when it comes down to it, the the Eidos franchise that I like the most is one that they've already jettisoned before this sale, Hitman. Yeah. Well, that was um that was IOI Interactive. Yeah, that's uh, IOI. Yeah. And like they they're doing really well. They managed to uh they managed to convince the James Bond license holders to get back into video games after Activision burned them too many times and convince them no we're not going to make another james bond game ever again yeah like that they're, they're doing right I, the moment that they stopped being part of square and x suddenly hitman became a very successful franchise and they've had hitman 2 hitman 3 it's io interactive not ioi i don't know why i said ioi well the logo is ioi so. oh that's why yeah. yes yes you know what it kind of looks like the logo of the empire from final fantasy 14 oh <laughs> uh, yeah to make that oh red and yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty uh pretty yeah. close yeah huh today i learned so um yeah uh i don't know what what else is there even to talk about we're only well uh well uh i mean there's one more bit of that deal because Square Enix immediately announced that they're going to take all that $300 million and use it to invest in the blockchain oh, in the middle yeah. of the biggest collapse of crypto in history. I mean, crypto doesn't have a very long history, so, you know, it, it's the biggest one so far. It could collapse so much more, I assume, once it's down to zero. Yeah, the uh, Matt Damon. I have not seen Matt Damon's NFT commercial in some time. I feel like all those commercials just quietly disappeared at a certain point. Uh, yeah, they're Bitcoin stablecoin kind of deals that lost like a hundred percent of their value in the course of a week. But you know, this is the kind of bullshit speak that investors like to hear. It's like, yeah, we're spending yeah. things on the hot thing, hot stuff. Yeah, at this point, uh, Square has spent like half a year blustering about how much they're going to, they're going to embrace the blockchain and haven't done anything about it. It's, it's uh, hard to tell if they they actually mean it or they're just trying to convince the shareholders. No, no, we'll we'll burn the money on this stupid thing that you won't get any of your money back for. Just 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 keep giving us more of your money. Do you remember, by the way, a, a while back, this is like, I, I don't know whatever happened to this, but do you remember when Yochi Wada gave up his position as running Square Next? He was like CEO or president and he stepped down. Then they kind of like kicked him upstairs to some kind of thing called Shinra Technologies, which is like a cloud-based gaming service kind of deal. Yeah. Supercomputers. I think, like, they showed one tech demo, and it's like, look how many trees we can generate at once. And I don't I don't think anything came of that, and I don't know what Yochi Wada is doing, but, like, I figure this is this is a way to keep him busy, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and also, yeah, a lot of people who, uh, who um, know a lot about Square Enix's history uh, can see that there was a lot of turnaround in just the quality of uh, Square Enix of Japan's products uh, once uh, uh, what's his name Matsuda took charge yeah oh um, actually I do have an update on the Yochiwata story uh, he left to join something called Metaps an application analysis and marketing company whatever the fuck that means uh, he is their outside director, whatever the fuck that means. And on January 6, 2016, Shinra Technologies was dissolved due to lack of investment. Rest in peace, Shinra Technologies. Damn, can't, can't believe it was that hard to uh, to mine Marco from the, from the planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. You know, it seems like, you know, it, it seems so easy. Seems like it's a guaranteed way to make money, but, you know... It's hard to compete in today's market. Late capitalism is just weird. But uh, I, I figure somebody out there's got to be excited about this stupid fucking blockchain shit because they, they keep talking about it. I mean, um, I, I honestly don't think we're ever going to see anything of it. Like, in all seriousness, I really think it is just a buzzword. There's maybe, like, a team of people that, you know, 
old dudes that you don't want to actually do anything important. You're like, yeah, you guys, get on the blockchain stuff. We're, we're happy to keep you employed, but you're not doing anything important. Maybe, um... <laughs> maybe Hiroyuki Ito, he'll be in charge of the blockchain thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, whatever they do, if they do actually manage to put something out, I'm going to make the bet right now. It's going to be more pathetic than Ubisoft Quartz. What's Ubisoft Quartz? That was their that was their NFT thing that like oh. they shoved into a uh, they shoved into like a Ghost Recon game during the last six months of its support cycle, and like oh. the, the NFTs were basically just guns with a little serial number on them, but the serial number was so small you couldn't actually see them in game. Yeah, well, it's and, your gun. Uh, Think I, about it. And, and I don't think the uh, the trading volume of that market uh, ever exceeded $1,000. Who do you think kept the Kane and Lynch series? Oh, oh, IO, uh, that, IO Interactive kept Kane and Lynch, as it turns out. I just looked it up. Uh, yeah. In the, uh, in the uh, Square like Next Eidos divorce, I've learned one thing. Uh, Outriders, that's staying with Square Next. Yeah, like uh, with the uh, IOI stuff, it's uh, like IO got to uh, keep most of the uh, most of the properties, but Square Enix also gets like first right to license things from them, which is why uh, Square Enix uh, can uh, still make uh, Hitman games. They they uh, they make the uh, they still make the Hitman Sniper mobile games with uh, with some support from IO. I'm guessing we're not going to get a Hitman Go two though, sadly. Probably not. That was a very fun puzzle game. I actually quite yeah, that, enjoyed Hitman Go. That uh, that was pretty good, yeah. Uh, another bit of news I'm discovering now is that Life is Strange is staying with Square Enix. I actually didn't know that even counted as being part of the iOS whatever, but uh, they are keeping Life is Strange. Yeah, I... Yeah, I thought that was a non-American studio on that one, so so I didn't think it was affected in the first place. It's a French studio that made the original and uh, the newest one, Strange Colors, I think is what it's called. I don't remember who's making that, but it's not Don't Nod. Don't Nod uh, effectively kind of walked away from the franchise and is doing their own thing now. Um... Yeah, so I guess that's just Square Enix outsourcing to whoever rather than a a Eidos property. I, I am getting some news that Square Enix has sold the Chrono Trigger IP to the Embracer Group. <laughs> and actually, they sold it for negative a million dollars. They just wanted to be rid of it. <laughs> and as part of it, there's a non-compete clause, which means that nobody can make a Square... No one can make a Chrono Trigger anything. <laughs> But the Embracer Group has to sell, has to sue anybody that dares make a Chrono Trigger mod or tries to go and give away a Chrono Trigger emulated ISO or anything like that. I, apparently, that uh, that re-release of Chrono Cross and Radical Dreamers did add some. Like new secret content after you've done everything that just kind of that just kind of implies that yeah they're done for good now. Oh, that's so. sad. I I was really hoping that Sora going to Tokyo means he would run into Kid, and then we could go and continue the adventure. But whatever. Oh, it's it's sad to dream about things sometimes. You know, on the whole, the reason why I want to bring this up is because you were saying that there's no chance of Square Enix being sold, but on the other hand, people were thinking that this unloading of basically bad debt, is one way of looking at it, is kind of maybe setting it up that, you know, maybe they do want to be sold, and now we're going to get rid of the crap that we don't want, but honestly, I, I feel like that logic doesn't make sense, because you would be more valuable if you had these good studios that potentially could make a very good game and if you had these IPs that still have value I don't know why you would want to offload them for NFT stuff yeah but also another part of that Square Enix clearly enjoys being a multi-platform developer 
not, not multi-platform for Xbox, but multi-platform PlayStation and Nintendo developer, and the uh, and the and the company that uh, everyone thinks would be Square Enix's potential buyer is Sony, which and if they did that, uh, might cause problems with uh, Square Enix's multi-platform uh, multi-platform tendencies. Well, uh, Sony has not shown too much interest in getting into the buying, you know, frenzy. Though they did buy Bungie, which was kind of yeah. a weird call. Um, I mean, well, it, they, and they, but they make it clear, clear, like multiple times during that acquisition, they wanted it because they want the kind of games that, as a service knowledge that Bungie and seemingly only Bungie being the only company that does not immediately punch themselves in the dick whenever they try. Whereas well, we know Square Enix does do that immediately, and and in the one case <laughs> where they fixed that with Final Fantasy XIV, it took them like three years to do that. So, uh, um... I feel yeah, like definitely there's... Definitely not going to apply for that reason. I think there's a ton of lessons to be learned from Babylon's Fall. And if you were going to start a games-as-a-service class or whatever, my curriculum would just be that video game. And I'm just like, whatever that video game did, do the opposite. It's like, uh, there was a there was a horror movie from, like, 10, 11 years ago called The Apparition, starring Ashley Green, one of the chicks from Twilight. It was so bad, just comprehensively terrible in every single way. That I remember a critic making a joke that if you were a horror professor, you should go teach this movie. Because just top to bottom, it is how it is not done. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd bring up the apparition. What a fucking... Oh, man. I'm digging deep. Uh, we're almost at an hour. We'll make an hour. One way or the other. We are making this fucking hour. Yeah. We'll round up a little bit. But there will be an hour. I had another point, and I forgot what... Oh, yeah. EA. There's a uh, EA purchasing rumors, like they got. It seemed like Comcast and Apple were getting very close to buying EA, and that rumor was continuing even to today. So, I mean, EA is another company that actually can do games as a service thing very well because they their Apex Legends is uh, quite successful. Yeah. Um. Uh, although the question is who would uh, EA sell to because I think they floated I think one idea that was floated was Disney which let, let's be clear Disney buying any big game company is is a fucking terrible idea uh, everyone saw what happened to Lucas Games under them uh, Disney just has a pathological inability to run their own gaming division they are much better when they just license shit out to everyone. Well, I feel like if you're buying EA, you're not buying EAs to dissolve them and force them to be your company. You're buying them so that they can continue to be EA. But now you get that chunk of tax money or capitalism, something, something, yeah. stocks, futures, trading stuff. You know, you know, the things yeah. that somehow or another make the world work. No one really understands it, but in some way it's important. But, you know, you, you gotta go and do yeah. those things, the, the stuff, the, the important things. Uh, I, I think Comcast was the one I heard rumored was the one that got closest to actually happening. And it looked like they were gonna, like, merge in a certain way, and then... The EA CEO would be running his own division of Comcast, and it would all kind of be separate, and then... I don't know. Again, it, it doesn't make any sense, and we seem to be on the brink of a recession, so I, I kind of feel like the buying, starving craziness maybe should die down, but who knows? It's not like anything logical works in capitalism anymore. Uh and it's just got to uh, collapse uh, eventually on the grounds that there's only so many big and middle tier companies and most of the indies uh, would rather make these loose federations of uh, of collectives like Gorilla and uh, whatever that just you know have some, some guy that just throws money at the indie companies to do shit and that 
that's that's indie gaming. Yeah. Or you know, Annapurna will just go and yeah. license your game with middling yeah. success and overlook abuse scandals happening within multiple studios that Annapurna is publishing games for. Mm. It's a weird industry. It's a weird time, you know. Yeah. But I almost feel like saying that the rules of capitalism don't apply and logic and math doesn't add up anymore, I almost feel like it's all starting to crash down and come back to Earth. Because as you mentioned, the NFT numbers fell apart. Netflix lost half its value this month or the month before. As it turns out, Netflix has not been turning a profit. They've just been throwing billions and billions of dollars behind crap that most people don't want to watch. Yeah. You know... The wrong people will be punished for certain other people's mistakes. Sadly. Mm. So that's the Final Fantasy yeah. Wiki podcast. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully next month we can be less depressing. Well, next month we're gonna have to do an E3 wrap up. That's what the big show's gonna be about. <laughs> and then, um, then July, I think we literally have no choice. We have to do Morbius Final Fantasy. I mean, wait, Mobius Final Fantasy, not Morbius Final Fantasy. We should, you know what, I feel like we should re-record the whole thing, because it's Morbin time, that meme's gonna be dead by July. I, I I had thought of maybe doing some sort of Morbin time joke when you did your, your ending quote, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do end in quotes. Um, yeah, the quote from the Final Fantasy character, Morbius the Vampire, it's Morbin time. That's that's the end of the show. Uh, this has been uh, a... Per- uh, yeah, do you have more to I, add? I was, so, I was so disappointed when I found out that was a joke and he does not, in fact, say it's Morbin time. I, I can disappoint you more and tell you that nothing about that movie is at all interesting or funny. Oh well, I figured that it's uh, it's one of Sony's films about a C-list uh, C-list Marvel character. <laughs> yeah, no one no one bathes in a lobster tank and acts like Tom Green and makes a fool of himself. That does not happen. I, like I don't even care that much about just the actual you know big line Spider-Man films anymore, aside from Into the Spider-Verse. That one rolls, but um. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 got delayed into 2023. Yeah. Everything. There's just, there's no year at this point. Just, just, just take a nap. 2023 will happen and hopefully things will be better then. Or, uh, the Republicans will take the House and the Senate and then everything will be fucking terrible. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's the Final Fantasy Wiki show. I, I sure am glad that you stayed along and listened to the whole time. As it turns out, if you listen to the entire show, you win a free toaster. So go to uh, com. I think that's the URL. It might be for the toasters, who knows? <laughs> yes, you gotta go to that one. You have to go to finalfantasy.fandom.com. That's that's the URL to get your free toaster. Thank you for listening to the entire thing. Next month, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. Um, I have been your host, Blue Highland. Uh, the other guy, that was Some Color Mage. Uh, not joining us yes. was Techno Obliterator. Not joining us was Drakey C. Not joining us was Yonchasan. Not joining us was Scathemote. Not joining us was President Herbert Hoover. Lots of people did not show up this month. Yeah, that, anyway. that's a shame. We had the invitation lined up for him and everything. I know. I mean, I, I did say, you know, that your laissez-faire economics was a load of bullshit, and that might have offended him, I'm sorry to say. Oops, I hit a wrong button. The, the, the dam was nice. The dam was nice, though. It was, yeah. Um, you know, he built it with his bare hands. Anyway. Damn, he's got hands. He does. Um, so, our podcast music is La Montana de los Caballeros Javeres, Jovenes, which is the Mount Colts music from Final Fantasy VI. 
That is from the Balance and Ruin OC Remix album and was created by Expert Novice. Thank you for letting us use your music. And uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, that That's the end of the show. So, thank you. Hey, hey, hey.